episode of Wizards After Dark. I'm Fred Katz. I'm the host of Wizards After Dark, and I cover the Wizards for The Athletic. I'm in my hotel room right now. What city am I in? In Atlanta. Solo episode tonight. It's just me. I know I normally have a guest. I think this is the second solo episode I've ever done of Wizards After Dark. I did one in Miami. I think that was the only one I've done this year. This one's going to be, honestly, a quick one. Uh, My guest fell through because of technological issues, so I will be spending part of the day tomorrow at the Apple Store and trying to fix my computer, and I'm just sitting by myself right now in my room. The beauty is I'm not wearing pants right now, which is great because most of life is just trying to make sure you're not wearing pants and be more comfortable, which is lovely. Wizards lost. Looked a little too comfortable in Atlanta tonight. The Hawks are 7-23, and they... They just flat out outplayed the Wizards tonight. 118-110. Really just a really down game from John Wall. 26, uh, 26 minutes. He was in foul trouble all night. Finished with five fouls. 6 of 18 from the field. 15 points. He took 11 threes. I think he only took two shots at the rim all night. Maybe three. After he just dominated at the rim against the Lakers. And granted, the Hawks were guarding him a little differently. They were sending two guys at him. But like this is the number 27 defense in the league. Number 27. John Wall after the game said he wasn't able to get in a rhythm because they were calling so many fouls. And you know what? He's right. They were calling so many fouls. Wizards had 32 fouls. The Hawks had 29. That's 61 fouls in the game that they called, which is crazy. But you know what? Like, go at the rim. He took 11 threes. Go at the rim. They're calling a ton of fouls. He said he was worried about offensive fouls too. Everyone else getting to the line. John Wall took no free throws in this game. When they're, when they are calling a lot of fouls, just go at the rim. He was so explosive in the LA game. So, so explosive and looks so great. He was so explosive at the end of the Boston game in the fourth quarter in the overtime of that game. Didn't happen tonight. Uh, Beal had 29 and 10. He was 11 of 17 from the field. Trevor Ariza, first game as a wizard. He was four for 11 from three. He had 19 points, eight rebounds, four assists, six steals. The defense again, though. Like, transition defense has just been crazy for them this year. Uh, they're one of the worst transition defenses in the league. And it's not just the, the the vast amount of fast break points allowed. It's just the number of possessions that they have. They're like bottom five in the league. They've given up like the five most uh, possessions in transition this year. And that's really the problem because the absolute worst transition defense in the league, or should I say the absolute best transition defense in the league in terms of points allowed per possession is going to be worse than the best half-court offenses. Like you are... Transition is just that much better. And man, the Wizards just give up so many transition possessions. It happened tonight. And they were able to get out in the run themselves a little bit because they had a bunch of steals. They had 14 steals. Ariza had six of them and was pretty good. Cutting off passing lanes and that kind of stuff. The Hawks have a lot of those kinds of turnovers. Trey Young has a lot of those kinds of turnovers. And the Hawks scattered around 23 turnovers, I think. But man, the Wizards on the other side. It's just not good. I'm going to take a couple of questions. And then we'll, uh, actually, you know what? There's absolutely no format to this podcast since I'm just winging it by myself. I, I want to make a couple of observations first. Yamahimi played 16 minutes. Yamahimi played 16 rotation minutes tonight. And like, I was, I did not expect that. I asked Scott Brooks about it after the game. He said it was because they play Alex Len. I wonder though, like, yeah, Yamahimi is a conventional center and that he's a tall guy who hangs around the rim, but Mahimi is not a great rebounder and he hasn't helped them much. 
I just wonder what that divide is. Jeff Green's been legitimately good for the Wizards. And Jeff Green has shot the ball well from three this year. And if you play him at the five, you're going to pull Alex Len from the rim. And Len was still, the Wizards still got beat on the boards tonight. I think they got beat on the boards, unless I'm crazy. Yeah, I mean, they, they got beaten up on the boards. John Collins had six offensive rebounds. And, like, those guys are still beating them on the boards, whether Yamahimi's in there, whether Thomas Bryant's in there, whether Markeith Morris is in there. Like, the personnel is just not there. And I wonder if the Wizards ever get to a point where it's like, we're just going to punt on this rebounding thing. Because the personnel is not going to be good enough no matter what. And we might as well just go with an offense that's going to spread the heck out of the floor. And then we're going to have five guys who are at least going to be able to shoot threes competently, who are going to be able to play on the perimeter competently. And look, it's Alex Len. It's not Joel Embiid. Pull Alex Len to the perimeter. See what happens. Couldn't hurt you that much more than what it was hurting them already. Because uh, Len was hurting them around the rim. Trey Young was getting to the rim. And, and he's a he didn't put on a fabulous passing display tonight. But he's a fabulous passer. He's an underrated passer. He's great at that. I think he's going to be good just because he's such a good creator and such a good reader of the game. But like Deadman is killing him on the boards. And John Collins is killing him on the boards. Collins at 20 and 13. It's like if those guys are going to kill your conventional bigs and the conventional bigs aren't going to do the things that they conventionally are supposed to do. Just see what happens when you stretch. Like with three minutes left in the game when it was too late, Scott Brooks went super small. And I just wonder what happens if he does that earlier. Markeith Morris was not really defending tonight. He, he got beat on a lot of those fourth quarter plays when uh, Jeremy Lin's getting to the hoop and he's he's slicing them or Trey Young is getting to the hoop. Like that's John Wall and Markeith Morris getting driven by for various reasons or Morris not necessarily playing the pick and roll lanes the right way or whatever it is. Like that's that's a lot of those two guys. And uh, if you're just smaller, maybe you're even a little bit more competent defensively there. Uh, maybe you're a little bit quicker and those sorts of things don't happen either and the rebounding is not as big of a deal. Jason Randall played. And I was surprised that they just signed Jason Randall. And I was surprised that Jason Randall got in the rotation right away. Brooks likes Sadoransky as a three. He likes him as a three. It seems a little bit more than as a one. Uh, Brooks said after the game that he he used Randall because he he liked his defensive quickness. Randall played well defensively. I mean, Brooks was not wrong in thinking that. He he did a good job. He did a good job against Trey Young, and he like really got in his grill and stuck with him. My my one thing that I was kind of most surprised about because because Randall did a, a good job for what Brooks wanted him to do. My my thing that I think they have to work on, and this was like they just brought back Jason Randall, and Randall, like he told me he didn't even know he was going to play. So Scott called on him, and he was like, all right. And he didn't know he was getting rotation minutes tonight, and he got 16 of them, 16 of them. He didn't know what was happening coming in, and so I think this was just a winging it type of deal because a lot of these guys are still learning each other. They just brought in Ariza, and now Randall's in the rotation. Now Mahimi's back. They just made all of these trades. They just brought in Decker. Uh, they just got rid of Rivers and Ubre. This team is once again trying to figure itself out, but like when Randall's out there in a bench unit that includes Bradley Beal, a lot of those possessions is Randall running pick and roll. Beal's got to be running that offense. Like obviously Beal is a really good off-ball player, but Bradley Beal is now a good pick and roll player. He's a good lead ball handler, like especially against bench units. Let Bradley Beal cook on those. And I think that's something that's a really easy adjustment. That's a thing that they will change if they play Jason Randall in similar moments going forward. 
And I think Jason Randall is smart enough to where he'll be like, yeah, totally. And they're going to, they'll change that around. I think that's much better for the offense. Uh, but I think that's something that, that they should and will switch if they continue to play Randall at all, which seems like a possibility. Sadoransky got 21 minutes tonight. And part of the reason why it was down from previous games was, uh, was just because of his foul trouble too. He was one of a million guys in foul trouble in this game. But yeah, I mean, it, it's notable that he's not necessarily playing like full-on point. Like he was kind of the third ball handling option in those lineups behind Beal and behind Randall. I don't know. Worth noting. Worth noting at least because he's really playing the three in those scenarios. A couple Twitter questions. I put out I put out a call for Twitter questions. So here are a couple. Uh, from Connor, will Ariza help us defensively in the long run? Should we start Ariza over Markeith Morris? Yeah, I think he'll help defensively. He was he was he was pretty solid. I mean, he had six deals. He was he was in passing lanes. He's really long. He was not very defensively active in Phoenix, but that's a bad situation. It's funny. Like he went to Phoenix for fifteen million dollars. He took his money. He went to a team he knew was going to be bad, and then was like, "Ooh, they're bad." And he even like had like a snide comment about it today when somebody asked him about his perspective of the Wizards from afar, and he said, "You know, I could tell they were struggling." Not struggling as much with as much as what I was. The Suns are pretty bad, and uh, Ariza was not in an environment that was fostering the hardest of play. Uh, granted, the Wizards are not exactly known for their hard play either. Bradley Beal called them about out on that after the game. John Wall said they beat themselves at the same things they always beat themselves with. Uh, Beal said after the game, "I think tonight was just a matter of effort. We didn't come in with effort. We thought it was going to be an easy game, and they whooped our ass." Typical Wizards stuff. So maybe the effort thing won't happen with Ariza, but I I do think he'll help the defense because the Wizards like to switch, and they want to switch, and they came into the year even wanting to switch even more than they have switched. When Porter's healthy, which he's not right now, uh, he's definitely going to miss the game tomorrow against Houston, and then we're going to see where he's at after that. But when Porter is healthy, and I don't think it's like an extremely serious injury with him or anything like that, you got him, you got Ariza, you got Beal. Those are guys who can guard multiple positions. Like Beal, Beal's okay as a defender. Porter's really good. Ariza, when he's going well, is good. You know, you can play a little bit smaller. Jeff Green is on and off as a defender. When he's off, he's really off. But like you can switch with Jeff Green. Uh, you, you've got some guys that like, they should be better than a bottom five defense. That's been true all year. But they should be better than a bottom five defense. It starts with whether or not Wall is defending. Starts with whether or not he's fighting through screens and whether or not he's actually going to go out and close out on a guy after somebody gets an offensive rebound. A lot of times he ends up just hanging in the paint and or hanging around after a screen comes or whatever it is, and, and that's when things snowball and get out of control and they deteriorate. But yeah, I think I think he'll help. I think he will help the defense. But I don't know. I mean, the, the defense has been one of the worst in the league. So is Trevor Ariza a guy who completely on his own is going to take you from wherever they are what are they 26 now 27th in points allowed per possession take you from there all the way to 12th no i mean the wizards will have to improve in other spots if uh if they're going to get there another one from la flame wants to know my immediate reaction to the trade talked about this a little bit the other day i will say i think ariza is going to help and i will just use this I think he'll help in the immediate future. I wonder if the immediate future matters. The Wizards are four back in the loss column of number eight right now. That's not at all insurmountable. I still think number eight in the East is going to be below 500. Like, I think 39 wins, 38 wins might be able to get you in in the East. 
But I will use this as an opportunity to go plug Michael Lee. If you're a Wizards fan, you know Michael Lee. Michael Lee's article in The Athletic, just basically analyzing and breaking down this trade and, uh, and why it's just kind of another trade in a long line of trades that the Wizards have made, which have kind of shown off the same organizational habit. And I'll leave it at that. Read the article. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting and it's well said and it's good just as pretty much all of Michael's stuff is. Um, that is going to be it because who wants to hear me talk to myself for this long? Uh, I will be back after the Houston game. I won't have problems then, I hope. I will have a guest after the Houston game. You won't have to hear me talk, talk to myself. Once again, uh, if you want to subscribe to Wizards After Dark, you can do that on iTunes. Normally, I have a guest, someone who usually covers the other team, and we talk about the game. Tonight, obviously, that didn't work because uh, my computer is is being a jerk. Uh, you can rate Wizards After Dark. You can give us five stars. You can leave a nice review below, all those sorts of things. Uh, I will be back, like I said, after the Houston game. Thank you all so much for listening and being a part of like the Wizards After Dark culture. It's really fun. Uh, if you want to talk to me about this kind of stuff, you can always reach out to me on Twitter at Fred Katz. And we can chat about the show and we can chat about the Wizards and all those sorts of things. Find me there. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow night after the Houston game. Talk to you guys then. <laughs>